Hey, we're Brittany and Tiffany, and we're obsessed with all things meal planning. And we're here to help you navigate both the wild and wonderful parts of feeding your people. I'm a mama to seven and the creator of The Deliberate Day. I'm a mama of five, an ideal and inspiration. We'll teach you the tried and true secrets to getting meals on the table with more love and less overwhelm. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, get comfortable, and come learn with us. Hey, welcome back. This is part three of our meal planning series. We're coming at you today to talk about saving money, spending intentionally, and reducing food waste by planning your meals around what you already have in stock and by shopping sales wisely. All right, so first let's talk about saving money and spending intentionally. I really think it would be to cook from what you have on hand, to cook from the stock in your freezer and your pantry. You know, what are we thinking about as we're cooking out of our pantry and our fridge and our freezer? Well, first of all, you have to think about the fact that everything in your pantry and your freezer are already a sunk cost, right? You've already spent the money on them. So if you've already got ground beef in your freezer, you don't really need to go buy new ground beef. If you've already got Cholula or seven bottles of Cholula, then maybe you should plan to use up those seven bottles of Cholula, right? And sometimes we have things in our pantry that can work, but we still go buy something else that's just a little bit different. Maybe we have penne pasta, but we could use bow tie pasta for this recipe, right? So when we're shopping from our pantry and our freezer stock first... We're really spending intentionally. We're being much more intentional about what we're wasting. We're being much more intentional about using up what we have. And we are really actively saving ourselves money by minimizing this week's budget because we're not having to buy as much. That is so true. And then here's another thing that we've talked about, I know, in the past. But this is something that you're really, really good at is shopping the sales. So I love shopping the sales because shopping the sales gives you the best opportunity to save money, in my opinion. When you're shopping local sales or you're shopping online sales, you're getting the in-season produce. So what you're getting is going to be tasting the most fresh, it's going to be tasting the most delicious, and it's going to be costing you the least amount for those items. So if you're shopping the local sales, you're getting a lot of the produce that you need while it's in season and on sale because they're getting the most of it at that time anyway, right? Then also you're going to find all kinds of other sales on pastas and on breads and on all of the kind of center of the grocery store items. And a lot of times you can even find sale or clearance meats, which I know Tiffany is like the queen of. So that is my favorite, you guys. I know I've talked about it before, but check it. Okay, there are certain stores, I'm not going to name them, that I don't buy clearance meats from. (laughs) Okay, you need to look at the color of the meat that you're buying people. If it's green or any kind of unnatural color for meat. Or if it started to turn brown, gray. Oh, my goodness. Walk away. Walk away. (laughs) We wait a rhyme for you. (laughs) Yes. If If it's it's brown brown or gray, gray, walk away. (laughs) There you go. But if it's, if you go, and I've had really, really good luck at Target with this. Please don't come to my Target because I need all the sale meat I can get. Um. But they'll have meat that's not expired, right? It expires in two or three days, but it's one, three, or five dollars off. And that that one, three, or five dollars can take a good chunk off of your grocery budget yeah. for the week. Yeah, a lot of times it takes half the cost off of the meat, whatever the meat is. And when you're talking about serving a big family or feeding any family, if you could take half the cost off of something, that is a big impact. And we're using up something that would otherwise just go to waste. They'll throw it away. Exactly. And so I actually like to sometimes get those sale meats and then put them in the freezer. And that kind of 
ticks back or goes back to what we said about being able to cook from your pantry or your freezer stock, right? You're getting the sale meat now, and it's going to save you money on future grocery trips. So that makes a big impact in our budget. Well, and that also allows you to plan for a rainy day. There may be a month down the line where you, you know, at Christmas, maybe you'd rather spend an extra $500 on Christmas. And if you don't have to spend it on food, then that's a bonus. Yes, absolutely. I completely agree with that. And you can really let sales work for you or you can work for sales. Being intentional about how you're spending or what you're actually buying or what sales you're actually participating in, there are a lot of things that go on sale that I might want to get, but I choose not to get because they're really not fitting with our family values or they're not gonna fit into this week's meal plan and I already have what I need in the stock, in pantry and things like that. Okay, if we wanna get technical here, I learned in my marketing class that sales are actually what we call a loss leader pricing. So they're taking a hit on something to bring you in the door. So if you're just going in and buying the sales and only what you need, that's a really good way to make the sales work for you. If you're going in and over buying because you haven't made a good list, then you're working for the sales. So let's really focus on making those sales work for you. And when you're meal planning according to the sales, the sales are working for you. Absolutely. And on that note, there are coupons and there are also cashback apps. Yes, there really are. And I know years ago there was a huge thing with coupons and they were a really big deal. But I feel like with the with the rise of COVID, the coupons just kind of almost completely went away, I feel like. But they are back. And there are some coupons out there, but what is the key to using coupons or even the cash back apps, Brittany? Same thing here. Same thing we were talking about. You really need to choose the sales that actually will serve you, that are items that you'll actually eat and that you actually need, okay? Because even if you're going to eat ramen noodles or maybe mustard or something like that, sometimes we can get those things, but we don't actually need them. And we don't, and I mean like we don't even need to stock them in our pantry. If you already have some in your pantry, then maybe buying extra this week is not what you need to do, even though that item is on sale. Now, if you need to stock your pantry, that's a great opportunity to do that. But there are a lot of things that go on sale that you might want to buy, but you still need to say no to because that's not actually going to serve your meal plan for the week. And we really want to serve the meal plan for the week in order to be able to stay in budget. And also, these things only work, coupons only work, and the different cashback apps only work when you're using them on things that you need. Right. Yes, absolutely. So what are some of the cashback apps, Brittany? Well, according to NerdWallet, some of the most popular cashback apps are, and probably not even limited to, Ibotta, Coupons.com, Fetch Rewards, and really, like we said, all of these are really dependent on how you use them. Don't get caught in the trap of looking through these sales and being like, oh, well, that's a good price, so I'm going to get that item. Unless you can fit it into your meal plan, then your answer should probably say, oh, that's a good price, but I don't need that right now. And then let that go. So practice that intentional choices, those intentional choices that are going to serve you in your meal plan. And and remember, all these things are gamified, right? So they're created to give you a dopamine hit when you when you use them. And that's not what we're going for. Right. We're, we're trying to save money. We're not trying to spend money on stuff we don't need in order to get a little bit of money back later. Yes, exactly. So a lot of times I will just look for the items that I know I'm going to need or certain popular brands such as maybe Kite Hill. I know that I buy Kite Hill 
plain yogurt and Kite Hill yogurts and some of the other Kite Hill products every single week. And so anytime I see that pop up in Ibotta, I think we got $2 back just recently. $2 back, which is huge on a $5 thing of yogurt. So to be able to get $2 back and then in my Ibotta account, I just sock that all right back into groceries. Some people save it for trips or do other things with it. But because I still am spending my grocery budget on that item, it doesn't really serve my grocery budget to just have that as be a loss. So anything that I get in Ibotta ends up back in my grocery budget. That's a really good idea. So we actually have a code for you, but we want you to be very responsible with it. Yes, we're only going to give this to you if you promise you're not going to use it for anything other than items you need. But if you'd like to try out Ibotta and get a $10 bonus, we'll go ahead and link that in the show notes so you can easily click on it if you'd like to use it. And just know that that code will get you $10 back after you've submitted your first receipt to Ibotta. So now let's talk about reducing food waste. All right, so there are a couple ways to limit or or really eliminate food waste in your home, right? One of them is reinventing leftovers. How do you do that? Tell me how you reinvent leftovers, Brittany. One of the best ways to reinvent leftovers is to take a larger cut of meat, cook it one day, and then plan for different meals with it. You can have the same base meat and then you can change it drastically by just changing up the sauce or the side you're putting it with or move it into a casserole or a stir fry or something like that. Just last week, I made a pork roast that was just a neutral flavor. It was a Kahlua pork roast, which just means it's been slow brined in in salt water bath, and then it's seasoned with a little bit of salt and pepper and garlic and some Worcestershire. That's it. That's what the flavor is. So it's not something that can't be transferred to everything else. And then I took that. The first day we had the Kahlua pork with rice balls and some ginger garlic green beans. The next day we put them on bread on little rolls with some enchilada sauce. We made Mexican pork rolls that, by the way, were to die for. And the next day we put them into taquitos with a little bit of cheese sauce and then rolled those up and cooked those up. And even Tiffany can testify that that... They were the best pork rolls I think I've ever had in my life. Not to toot my own horn, but they were bonkers good. They were so good. I brought them home and I didn't share them with anyone. (laughs) They were really, really tasty. And that is a really good way to reinvent leftovers. When you have something and you can kind of transfer it over and make it something else. Another thing you could do if you have a great big pork roast or something, or if maybe you've made a batch of chicken, you can go in and make a stir fry. You can go in and make a casserole. You can go in and make tortillas or tacos or something like that like you can really reinvent leftovers if you plan ahead to actually do that well and Brittany brought me an amazing soup uh I believe it was last week too that was literally I don't even know like you could just call it leftover soup but it was amazing yeah I think we called it everything but the kitchen sink Mexican soup because that's I literally just took all of the leftovers we had I had some leftover tomatillos I had some leftover pico I had leftover salsa I had leftover carrots that we shredded up I had leftover potatoes leftover corn and I literally dumped everything into it and and you guys it was it was so good it was so good so if your family doesn't eat leftovers normally try reinventing them yes that is such a good way to do it But then the other thing is is if you have leftovers and you don't really want to be cooking a meal every single meal of the day, then you can use leftovers to supplement that meal. In our home right now, 
all of our lunches are leftovers. And if it's not leftovers, if there aren't enough leftovers, then we eat ramen or we eat sandwiches. Those are kind of our, our three options for lunch every day for the kids. And we pretty much always have leftovers. And the kids are allowed to reinvent them as they see fit. And we just eat them as they are, or we reinvent them just really quick like that. And, and that works great. I don't have to think about what to serve because we always have leftovers and we use them for lunches. Well, and that's brilliant. And it brings us to our next item too, which is to know the lifespan of your fresh foods and even your leftovers and plan accordingly, right? Right, because you really need to put produce that's going to go bad at the top of your menu, right? You need to front load it so where you're not going to end up with rotted spinach at the end of the week. If you bought angel hair cabbage, you need to plan that meal for really close to when you go shopping so that it's not slimy and nasty when you actually go to use it. There's nothing worse than pulling something out of the fridge and it's already gone bad. Uh, No, definitely not, especially when you've spent money on it. Now, is there anything you can do to produce when you get it, maybe, to help it to stay fresh longer? One of our friends, Brittany, actually recommended that I take a little bit of vinegar and baking soda, and she just puts stuff in a little water bath, then sprinkles baking soda over it, and then she just puts a splash of vinegar in. And I don't think you need to measure it. You just sprinkle a little bit of baking soda over the top, and then you just put a good splash of vinegar in, then mix it around with your hands, give it about 30 seconds or so, and then rinse it once or twice and take it out. I found that none of the produce smells bad, but once I take it out, I put it on a towel to dry out, and then I put it back in my fridge, and it keeps so much longer. I would say it doubles the life of most of my strawberries, blueberries, cucumbers, carrots. That's really big because those are all high-ticket items. Yes, they do. They cost a lot. And once they start going bad, sometimes they start going bad without you realizing it. It's like that one unsuspecting berry. It starts berry. in the middle. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it spreads out like a virus. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't find out till you pull them out. Mm-hmm. And then you're sad. Yes, because honestly, what are we talking about? By reducing food waste, we're really saving money, okay? Yep. All of that food waste is something you had to pay for. It's all money in the trash. So most vegetables, especially those that could wilt should go in the high humidity drawer of the fridge. So we're talking about leafy greens, we're talking about carrots, cucumbers, broccoli, and then most fruits, as well as vegetables that tend to rot, like maybe your mushrooms or your peppers, those should go in your low humidity drawer. Okay, and then some fruits like bananas, apples, pears, and avocados, they release ethylene gas as they ripen, making other nearby produce ripen and potentially spoiling faster. So you want to store these away from each other when you store them. And can we just say, Brittany, you have a you have a thing about uh, bananas and avocados? Oh my gosh, I do. Yes, I. We either have bananas that just rot on our counter or we have bananas that don't last past the first day. There seems to be no middle ground. And then I know anyone and everyone can relate with the whole avocado problem that when you buy the avocados, they aren't ripe enough or they're too ripe. And then when you need them, they're either not ripe or too ripe. There's no middle ground. I don't think I've ever eaten an avocado at peak perfection, but I don't know how you do. I don't know how to time avocados. I don't know how to get it right or get it perfect yet, but I'm getting there. I'm, I'm going to figure this out. We will. We are going to learn this. I do know that if you need to ripen avocados quickly, you can put them with your potatoes, and they will start to ripen more quickly. Really? Okay. Sometimes way too quickly when you forget them next to the potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> 
and that's a problem. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. All right. Then also, let's talk about berries, right? Because I know a lot of us really like berries, especially people who are eating low carb. Berries are usually pretty good for that. But do yeah, you... berries, cherries, grapes. Yeah. Do they? Do you wash those? Like, bef- like a, you know, you bring them home from the grocery store. Do you wash them right away? So I usually put them in the vinegar and baking soda bath. But ah, here's the okay. clincher: you have to let them dry off afterwards because if you don't, the moisture on the outside of them will actually cause them to mold faster. Ah, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. That's really good to know. Okay. Then also, let's talk other produce like potatoes and eggplant. All right, so potatoes, your eggplant, your winter squashes, your onions, your garlic, those should all be stored in cool, dry, or dark, well-ventilated places, right? Those are going to help those stay good the longest. So maybe those don't necessarily have to go in the refrigerator to stay good. Those would be things that you would keep in a pantry that's well-ventilated and, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, or in a basket in your in your kitchen where you have kind of good ventilation. I have a basket for potatoes and a basket for onions. And then I have another, just a wire basket so that there's good airflow. It's not a wood basket. I don't know if you know this, but wood will often cause your fruits and vegetables to ripen quicker. So if you put something on a wood countertop or in a wood bowl, then a lot of times it will cause it to ripen faster. I did not know that. Also That's cantaloupes, actually... pineapple. Oh, your watermelon. I don't know if you know this, but sometimes your watermelon will just start rotting and um, explode on your wood countertop because it's been sitting there too long. So, Oh, so watermelons can explode. That's fun. Yep. <laughs> That's really fun. There's oh. your tidbit for the day. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'll tell you, 100% of potatoes that you put in your pantry and forget about will also rot. Oh, my gosh. And they will smell like death warmed over. Yeah. They smell. Oh, my gosh. That's a special smell that you will never forget. And probably you'll never forget it because it will never go away. It will stay in your pantry forever. Yes. Yes, it will. (laughs) So, anyways. um, Also, let's talk about freezer, right? We've talked about how to store all of these different fruits and veggies in your fridge and in your pantry or in well-ventilated areas. But... You know, your freezer is your friend in a lot of ways. You could freeze food like bread, sliced meat, uh, your deli meats, any kinds of meats, you know, your chicken, your beef, your pork. And we're also talking about leftovers, too, where you could freeze your leftovers. You label everything. You can get your casseroles in there. When you're putting things in the freezer, make sure you're doing it in a way that's going to serve you best, though that's going to be in an organized fashion and you're not forgetting about what you have in there or just jamming pack it full and then not even never trying to do things with what's in there. And always store from front to back, from oldest to newest. That's a really good idea because I think at some point or another, all of us have pulled out a Ziploc bag brick of something that we can't remember what exactly that was. And you don't get to learn what it was until it defrosts. (laughs) Yes. And so labeling, I think, is really important. Bonus tip here, the food saver. You know, it does cost a little bit of money to invest in, but it really does provide you with food that's a lot more fresh and that freezes a lot better, doesn't get freezer burned. It goes a long way when you're trying to eliminate food waste. Well, and that's, you know, that actually brings us to our final point here is that if eliminating food waste is something that you really feel you know strongly about there there are different services out there I know one that I've used is Misfits Market and they basically rescue funny looking foods 
And I will tell you, I've I've gotten a Misfits Market box for years now. I did pause them during the pandemic because they got a little a little sketchy there for a bit. <laughs> um, but they've worked out the kinks, and now you get you even get to choose what comes in your box, which is not something that you got to do at first. But that's nice. If if you want to be a part of a solution for food waste on kind of a larger scale than just in your home, you can always look into Misfits Market, and we'll put a code in our show notes that can save you a little bit of money if that's something you'd like to try. Yeah, absolutely. Because listen, food waste and and really getting ahead of it, there are deeper values at play here, right? They're teaching your kids gratitude for what you have. They're teaching a really adulty skill, right? This is an adulty skill that serves you as far as your money, as far as your time, because you spent time shopping for that item. You spent time putting that item in a freezer or a pantry. You spent money on that item, and you're going to spend time and money in getting rid of it as well. So when you have to do that, and you can get ahead of that, and it can serve you instead, you are teaching a really adulty skill to your kids, and you are really acting in a way that is going to impact your life and the lives around you, as well as the fact that food waste, you know, it's such a gift. What we have in America is such a gift to us. And it can start to not really be seen or recognized as that when, when we do when we when we do have so many gifts around us, like having such an easy place to go to the grocery store for and things like that. So these have environmental impacts as well by us not wasting food. Well, and let's just talk about the dollar amount. I mean, according to the EPA.gov website, the average American family of four. Now Brittany has a family of nine and I live in a family of seven. So the average family of four wastes $1,500 a year on food. Like, think about what what could that do for your family, Brittany? Well, that's a month and a half of food right there. And really, if you think about it in the dollar amount, we're talking that's an entire week vacation for us, probably. Yeah, for, for our family, that's halfway to Minnesota. That's like, a trip to the cabins for us, something we've been trying to save up for for quite a while. That's right. So, I mean, these these things add up. You may not see the savings huge right away but over time it really does add up and when you make this a habit when you make spending intentionally saving money and reducing food waste a habit it really does start to pay in these ways that we're talking about because cooking from what you have on hand shopping sales being coupon savvy it saves you money and then reducing your food waste also saves you money and it builds good foundations for your children's futures okay let's recap Brittany. All right, cooking from what you have on hand, shopping sales, and being coupon savvy will help you save money and spend intentionally. And reducing your food waste will save you money and it will build good foundations for your children's futures and for you. If you're still feeling intimidated or just need a little boost to start, send us a DM with the word bonus at the Deliberate Day on Instagram and we'll send you the link for the free mini meal planning kit.